Meskill. I'm Clayton Langlesikic. And I'm Roy Venewater. <laughs> now, Jade, I know you had a topic you wanted to talk about, <laughs> but I'm going to hijack this session instead. Okay. And let's talk about ask for help refactoring. Are you oh. asking for help? No. You guys are going to do this either way. <laughs> You're demanding help. Yeah, I'm demanding help. So uh, what, what is ask for help refactoring? I, I don't know what that is. So... What's ask for help? So asking for help is very simple. Is there a comma in there? That's yes. Ask that's, for help refactoring. <laughs> that's that's uh, an example for an ask for help would be like Clayton, will you stop making smart ass remarks during this podcast? Yes. <laughs> Liar. And now, <laughs> and now Clayton has to provide the best help that he can offer because oh. he agreed and he had the option to refuse. A a um, a ask for help that might be in need of some refactoring might be, Clayton, um, will you? Uh, keep your smart-ass remarks uh, down because I find that when you make smart-ass remarks that people really don't like it all that much, and it makes our readership go down. And um, if People you could don't go read ahead. the podcast, loser. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Where like, th- there's almost like this, and, and it's a human compulsion. Like It's not enough for me to ask for help. I have to justify the fact that I need help. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I think another um, way I've seen that, like the bad ask for help, is people oh, say so it's hard enough to ask for help in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then um, I don't want to ask for help unless I can provide you with a bunch of extra context so that you won't think I'm crazy for asking for help. Right, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, will you, rather than just saying, will you help me do this thing? It's like, will you help me do this thing because blah, 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 and, and if you blah, 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 all this extra background. All right. You know, so it's like I'm supposed to be able to frame your request for right. help. And in conclusion, and this, yeah, and this like new context of like, oh, okay, well, I thought you were a total complete loser and you couldn't do anything on your own. But I wasn't going to help you until right. now. Yeah, but now that you sound like a total, you know, <laughs> whatever. Now that you have this really reasonable and lengthy excuse that I didn't listen yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> well, that so that brings up a good point. Uh, I've seen some interesting ask for helps where there was. Uh, logic built inside of it, like looping logic oh, and, right, if, right. and branching like, logic. If, if you will help me with this, then Clayton, will you help me with that? And then yeah, so there's lots of if then else's inside of an ask for help, mm-hmm. and uh, definitely got lost in what they were trying to ask for. Right, the, mm-hmm. the the whole context just gets all screwed up if you if you try that. So why why is this so bad? Well, it's so bad because uh, first off it uh, starts removing the ability to say no. Like if I just ask you for a simple ask for help, you can uh, evaluate it based on its own merits and then say yes or no. If I start adding all of this other emotional baggage to this ask for help, all of a sudden you start gaining more social pressure to say yes. Because now you're not just saying no to my ask for help, now you're saying my kitten's gonna die. Hmm. Well, I think it's also important that it mentions, um, like the idea that ask for help, asking for help should not be frowned upon, right? It should be something that you should be able to do all the time, right? like to the point of exhaustion. And so I think when you add all this extra stuff, I think that's because you're afraid to do it all the time. You're still afraid to ask for help, um, so you're going to add all this extra context. So I think it diminishes that. Like I think the true spirit of it is that you should just be asking for help. And the people have freedom to say no, right? And they also should be offering you the best help at the time. And that's, I think, the other part that you lose by having such a complex help system is they are not going to be able to offer you the best help they can if you make it really hard for them to understand what you need. So if you have an entire paragraph of text, like it might be kind of difficult to understand what I need and why I need it. And, it. and if there's trust between us and I ask you for a simple version of help, you might need more information before you say yes or no. Or you might say yes and then ask me for, more, for the information you need. Like it shouldn't be up to me to guess what information you need. You may know everything already. So you said something interesting there. You said trust. Uh, do you think that's a factor in 
like trying to overcomplicate asking for help? I think that's why you get a lot of uh, when people add all the extra context, like I said, and like so you don't think I'm crazy. I think that is coming in like I'm not comfortable enough being vulnerable with you and telling you that I need this help. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to add a bunch of stuff to it so that maybe I don't seem like I'm as vulnerable. You know, like mm -hmm. It seems it's like less emotional at that point. It's maybe more like logical, I guess. Yeah. And then part of, part of that that's been kind of happening, too, and we've been having a lot of discussion about this outside is um, the idea of like asking for help to gain information. And that seems to seems to not work very well. Like it's. It is, or at least it was a time period where it's totally common for, for you to see, like, Clayton, will you tell me if you're going to make it to lunch today? And then an answer that says no. It's like, okay, no, he's not going to tell me. No, he's not coming to lunch. Or you get, like, an answer that says yes, comma, yes. You yeah, I think know? we've gotten into, like, the yes, yes, or yes, no, 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 yes kind of stuff, which right. feels awkward. Totally. And so we've been talking with, I've been talking with Derek a little bit about it, and, uh, and like, one of the things we started to try to experiment with is, like, using investigate to gain information and don't use ask for help to gain information. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I said. Is if you want information, investigate. Right. If you want help, ask for help, and those are different things. So, can you give an example of um, if I wanted to know information about something that, you may, like, um, I recently, I think I used ask for help about a conference. So, I wanted to know if the three of you were planning on attending a conference. How would I use investigate in that uh, format? We'd start like this. Roy, are you on this conference? And I would answer with no. No, that's not correct because right now, or at least a week ago, you would have said, "Are you asking for help?" And you, well, that's, you know, a, that's a good we, point. We I, I may have right. right. That's true. So we went through like the the ask for help um, craziness, I think, phase, just because we're jerks well, to we, each other. Well, and we had a shiny new tool. And yeah, and so it was fun. We'll use it, right? So oh. I think that was kind of fun too to push it to its limits to where it really shouldn't <laughs> yes. have been used anymore, and to to see how it performs under well, that, pressure. That's typically how we solve problems anyway. Yeah, is we, we really yeah. take them to the, the extreme. Destructive tests. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I think that makes sense using investigate in that way. Because you really are seeking information, and you know, so investigate protocol talks about being a, a fascinated or yes. curious uh, person, and I think that's what you are uh, trying. You might have an agenda, but I think you're still just trying to gain that information. You don't your, really your agenda is to gain information. Yeah, you're really not right. trying to ask for help. That might lead to an ask for help, right? So, right. hey, are you going to this conference? Will you bring Sharpie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or will yeah. you, you know, will you register? Will you sign up for your flight so that we, you know, we have right. this figured out? Like, I think it evolves into ask for helps a lot more naturally than uh, trying to ask for help just to gain the information to get things mm -hmm. started. Well, that brings up an interesting idea. What if, what if instead of asking me if I'm going to the conference and then asking me to bring Sharpies to the conference, why doesn't Clayton just ask me if I will bring you know sharpies to the conference, and then I can just say no because I'm not going? Well, but so that that's very ambiguous, right? No, if you say but if no, all he wants is sharpies at the conference, and that, that that's all. That's he, true, the only but, conversation he, but we he need. probably wants to know more than that. He probably wants to know, are you actually going, right? And so, uh, I think yeah, you could certainly go that direct route. It might not get you where you want to go. It might be mm -hmm. very ambiguous as to what the outcome really is. It might get a lot of no's up yeah. front. Right. I think there's something about ask for help that's similar to decider as far as like decomposing things. Um, you know, if I said, Jade, will you drive me to Tucson tonight? Um, he might say no to that. But maybe if I were to ask, like, will you help me get to Tucson tonight? He might say yes to that. Mm -hmm. So I think there's something about that. It's kind of, I guess, the opposite of decider. I feel like, you know, trying to make it a, using a decider to, with a whole bunch of 
like people ends, yeah. right? You know, that's oh, very right. confusing. It's like, will you like, I propose we go to Tucson tonight and we drive in Jade's car and yeah. we stop at this McDonald's that's at this particular exit and blah, 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 blah. Right. That's very difficult. Well, so I think, and I think ask for help refactoring applies directly to that as well. Right. Yeah, you yes. should be making very, very simple and small proposals, just right. like you should make too. simple, generic, small ask for help. Yeah. Well, and the more freedom you give the person you're asking for help to provide you the best help. Like if you're, if you're being very generic about it, like, Hey, will you help me get there? Like that gives Jade way more flexibility right. to really because maybe I can't help. get you there, but I know that Roy's going down there, you know, tonight right. or maybe tomorrow first thing tomorrow morning, right? I can offer you much more help than so, just will I drive you. So that's another part of asking for help that uh, probably uses some refactoring because I've seen people say no and then provide some excuse or reason why no, and I think that yep. should be legal. I think you should even. Even if you have a totally legitimate reason, you should not be allowed to say why you are not helping. It, that's really hard. I find myself doing that a lot, saying no, and then this blah, blah, blah. Here's some Yeah, so I think reason. we've seen that a lot with, um, you know, Jade, will you help me install this program? Um, yes, in 15 minutes. Or no, not right now, right? Like stuff like but that. That, I think, is a little bit different than uh, no, because I haven't really not that familiar with it. And okay. I don't think or, I or no, because I don't think that's the right thing you should install. Right. <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess, so you're saying that just saying no is difficult from, like you seem confrontational or standoffish or like a jerk kind of thing? Well, I don't like the, I don't like saying no and then having some excuse. Like, don't waste my time with your excuse. I, you can't help me. I need to move on to the next person that can. Sure. But as we've said many times, Roy, you are not normal. Uh, right? We're not so, talking about, we're talking about <laughs> making people more like me. So we're oh, good. oh boy. Uh, <laughs> so I, I have seen that response to a direct no that it feels rude or confrontational or like judgmental somehow. Yeah. But is, I would agree with that. So you, you say you respond that way? I don't feel that way, but that's because I'm also not normal. But I've, right. I've talked to people who feel uh, that a, a, just a plain no is very off-putting. But I wonder if that's a matter of lack of trust, again, mm -hmm. lack of trust that the other person is even I'm, wanting I'm to help sure you. I'm sure it is. And uh, lack of practice. Like If you just ask all the time, you should expect to get no's all the time too. Like If I'm asking for help every five minutes, I don't expect... It'd be crazy for me to expect every single one of them to be a yes. Mm. Yeah, I think there's a big component of, you know, when I ask for help, I am pretty confident that you guys are operating on the same, like, in the same world as I am in terms of how that works. Mm -hmm. So when you say no, I know exactly how that works in your mind. Like, I know that you're not being a jerk because that's how that works. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how right. the protocol works. But I have worked with people who are new to the protocol or maybe using them for the first time, and they're maybe not as familiar. And so I think that's when I see most of the, you know, like, oh, geez, no, like, you seem like a jerk. Especially, um, I don't know if this is by design, but I find, like, it's very helpful when you first start introducing it to be someone who's very eager to help, just to mm -hmm. help reinforce the idea of asking for help a lot. Yeah. And so then the second you switch kind of more into, like, normal mode, I think people are like, wait a second, like, you just, you were, ask, you were giving me all this help, and now you're not. Like, I can, what happened? I can understand that, but when I'm interacting with those people, I want them to just say no if they can't help me and not give me an excuse. So I want to model that behavior as well. Like sure. if I'm always making an excuse, then I'm going to be, or giving some reason or explaining myself, then it's only natural to expect them to do the same. And I don't want that. Yeah, I think it speaks to the power of ask for help from both sides. It's one, it's very difficult, maybe culturally or for whatever reason, for people to even ask for help, to be vulnerable in that way. And it's also difficult for people to refuse to help someone Mm -hmm. or not be able to do it, right? To be able to say, like, my time is precious and I'm doing something else. I can't right. help you. Well, especially in our culture, like, that's, what I think, why people are so afraid to ask for help is because you're pretty much socially obligated to help anybody who asks. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of business stuff, right? You want to be helpful for everybody and you want to be the, like, there's people that are that people pleaser type that, you know, say yes to everyone. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, even, I know, even I know when it's detrimental to I, themselves. Yeah, yeah, I know for me, like when we first started asking for help, like I had to deliberately say no a bunch of times to stuff that I had no problem helping with, just to, like get used to the idea that it was okay. Well, and I've, and talking to Jim, he says you should practice saying no. Right. Yeah. You should say no, even sometimes if you can help, just to make sure that you can say no. Right. I've had a lot of times recently with the team I'm working with where they have asked for help on something, and I've said no. You know, like I'll be pairing, right? Mm-hmm. And the other group pair will say, Clayton, will you help me? Blah blah blah, and I'll say no. And then maybe 30 seconds later, they've answered their own question, right? So it's just stuff like that. And, and I think it's good that they're defaulting to ask for help of like, yeah. hey, we're stuck. Let's ask yep. for help. Oh, yeah. You know, so I think that's very good. But then it's kind of reassuring at the same time that I don't think anyone's getting put off by hearing no. It's kind of like, okay, that's fine. We'll carry on, you know. So uh, back to the idea of refactoring that ask for help, Roy. How, how does the, the perfect ask for help look to you? So I think the perfect ask for help starts with the normal protocol, will you, and then something really simple. I think anything over one sentence, you're gone. Anything that includes a conjunction, ands and buts are conjunctions, right? No? All right, whatever those things are. Ands, buts, get them out of there. If you, if you are in commas, too. Like, your ask for help should be like, I want one thing. If you need two things, use ask for help twice. Because they may say yes to one and no to the other. Uh, what about, like, abstracting it up a level higher? Oh, I see what you're saying. Like being more generic instead of asking, ask. Rather than saying, like, Jade, like, will you drive me to right, Tucson? Sorry. Would it be more appropriate to catch myself and say, Jade, will you help me get to Tucson? Yeah, I think, I think that's a great idea. I think that's going to be a lot more difficult to catch and act, but absolutely. Yeah, you kind of have to be really aware of that, right? Right. I, I imagine you're going to get far better results by doing that. Yeah. yeah but you still have to have some amount of specificness because I can't yeah. be like, hey, Jade, will you help me? Uh, you, that's a fair question, right? Yeah. And either I can help you right now or I can't. That's right? true. So I should but, uh, interesting you use Sorry, go ahead. No, no. I just say but the next thing should be, okay, well, now will you help me get <laughs> right. to Tucson? So I found that um, that behavior when people um, – I've been asked for help a lot like that where mm. they'll say, Clayton, will you help me? And that's it. So it's maybe like, that's not a bad idea. Like, and I'll say yes, right? It's like whatever I'm doing, yes, I'll help you. Okay, I'm trying to solve this problem or like I'm looking for that book that you mentioned about whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but then there's been times where they'll say, will you help me? And I'll say, no. And then it's like, will you help? Well, like, will you tell me where this room is? It's like, yes, that's over there. Oh, because so you, like you don't right? want to like necessarily commit to the full-time commitment. To, uh, I don't know. Con- just, you know, it's like, um, I don't know what you're doing, so I can't help you with everything right now. I that's interesting. Because so. I, was, I was thinking along the lines of like, uh, like, what if you use ask for help like that, where you always start with like, hey, Clayton, will you help me? And then like move forward from there and just get more and more specific with each subsequent ask for help. I think that's like a super shortcut way to trying to get as much help as you possibly can. Yeah, it's, that doesn't sound like a bad thing. It's like uh, it's greedy help. Greedy yeah. help? Hey, yeah. I like that. What's wrong with greedy help? Did we, just selfish? Add, did we just add regular expressions? To ask for <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do not want to back reference my ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but I've, I've seen that a lot, and I think that can be very helpful. Um, it's like a catch-all almost. Like, yeah. will you help me? You know, if the person said, will you help me? And I said, yes. Uh-huh. And they said, like, um, you know, I'm trying to become more self-aware, whatever. I think that would be valid. Like, oh, okay, cool, you know. Yeah, but I think, I think it would go something like this. Like, will you help me? And you say yes. And it's like, okay, will you help me get to Tucson? And you're like, no. no. Like, then I don't have to ask if you're going to drive me. <laughs> True. So. That's a good point. So uh, what we're saying is ask for help a lot. Keep it short. Keep it simple. Uh, don't, don't be prescriptive in your ask for help. So mm-hmm. keep it a, a little bit abstract. And uh, I think that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say go back and take a look at the, the actual protocol, uh, like, you know, livinggreatness.com. Um, take a look at that and read the commitments again. I think there's some important stuff in there that's easy to forget about yeah, after definitely. you use it for a while. And I, I think we have another episode about asking for help, so go back and listen to that too as a yeah. refresher. 
All right. Thanks for listening to the Agile Weekly Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integramtech.com slash podcast, where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. I'm Sharon. And I'm Diana. Leadership's not easy, is it? The dilemmas of leadership. The challenges. They're not alone in their struggle. They want to be a better leader. Yeah. Listen, it's good. Nothing but the truth. Partnerships and Possibilities, a podcast on leadership. Find us on iTunes. The Agile Weekly Podcast is brought to you by Integram Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integramtech.com or subscribe on iTunes. Need help with your Agile transition? Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile Hotline. It's free. Call 866-244-8656.